Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. Excited to talk to you about a really important topic. I started studying all the successful people, what they did in network marketing, and there's a lot of just... I don't know. I don't want to say lies. There's a lot of myths. There's a lot of mistruths. There's a lot of things that people like to come up with that aren't just aren't true. And so I think it's important that you understand the real statistics. I'm going to give you some of my stories, my examples. At the very end of this training, I was the top recruiter of a multi-billion dollar company. I don't say that like I was the greatest thing. It was just really I had an incredible coach. I had a great work ethic. And this mentor and these coaches gave me just a lot of perspective and a lot of insight and a lot of technique and a lot of different things. And so I think there's a credibility code that we have to break through. I think there's a lot of things that we need to do. And so I wrote down a bunch of statistics that I'm going to read for you. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through specifically as I had in a Facebook group, a question that was that was asked by a, another individual of how many people did you recruit this was specifically to the six and seven figure earners in order to become a six plus figure earner. So I'm going to give you those specific answers. This is the question I want you to ask. Go to any six figure earner that you know or seven figure earner that you know and ask them this question. Say, how many people have you recruited and how long have you been in the business? Go ask them. How many people have you recruited and how long have you been in the business? And the answer may surprise you. The reason why I think it's important to understand this is because in network marketing, all too often we get pitched, just get two, and if they get there too, and they get there too, then all of a sudden you're going to be successful. And so it's always this pitch of duplication, 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 duplication. And I get it. I understand the value of duplication. But if you go ask all those six and seven figure earners how many people they recruited, you're going to find out that virtually none of them ended up recruiting two or three people and making a ton of money. That is just a myth. And that's something you need to make sure you do an incredible job of setting the right expectation. Because, yeah, we want to dream big. But if you start telling people, yeah, if we just get two and they get there too, and they get there too, you're going to be successful. What you're doing is you're getting them in, but easy in, easy out. It's not a real business to them. If you understand this, if you know, and if you cringe when somebody pitches the get two or get three, and they're going to get there two or three, and you're going to have this crazy success. If you cringe when somebody says that because you know it's going to take a lot more than that because you've got that authenticity right, let me get some of these real statistics. I'm going to have to read these to you guys because I could not memorize them. Okay. So this person, these remember, these are six and seven figure earners. A hundred people in 90 days. These are distributors or customers. Okay. 205 years. A thousand in three years, 24 in a year, 55, didn't say how long, 95, 80, 602 years, 80, 203 years, 350 in five years, 170 in 10 months, 55, 92, 
413 years. I don't know who that person was. It's somebody who's made at least $10 million and I think a lot more than that. 500 people in five years. Now, I understand the question is, is, you know, some of these packages may be larger, right? They may be really large packages. Some of them are smaller packages. There's, there's a couple of things I understand. Um, every company says they're in momentum. I get it, okay? Uh, I get it. Your company's probably momentum. Everybody feels like they're momentum. But if these statistics make sense to you, uh, drop a two in the comments. Like if you knew that and it made sense to you. And a lot of you are probably professional network marketers, right? That you're tuning in. You're very educated. So a lot of you may drop a two. I'm pretty well versed and experienced. And even to me, I got to say, like some of them were pretty surprising to me as, as I was hearing some of them. Others, it's like, okay, I knew that. But it was, it was just kind of a refresher, right? It's like, wow. Like sometimes you just forget the grind. You forget what it really takes to be successful in this business. And I think that it's important that we end up communicating what it really takes in this business. So one, your company could be in crazy momentum. Momentum is the great exaggerator. So momentum is going to end up exaggerating all results. The next thing to understand is there's always those couple people that got lucky, right? And they found that total dynamo, that, 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 dynam, that person that's just so good. And they parade them on stage and they think that it's helping the company by giving belief. But you know what? It's actually damaging to the company because now everybody's thinking, well, I can do that if that person can do that. And it really doesn't tell the real story because you got a hundred successful people and maybe there's one or two people that end up getting lucky because they found those key leaders. And so now all of a sudden it's giving this warped sense of reality. It's screwing people's minds up. But the companies and the leaders think, well, I'm teaching everybody if they can do it, you can do it. And you know what? You can do it. But it's going to take a lot more than finding two or three people or getting lucky. So let's not do them a disservice. Let's make sure we teach and educate the right way. And then every so often, sure, you're going to have that person that just is that good and they're going to taproot. What's taprooting? Taprooting is taking one person and turning them into thousands. It's not recruiting a person. It's recruiting a circle of influence. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I went through that process. I went through that transition. I went through the mass recruiting. I went through all of that. So I'm going to talk. I wrote down a couple of principles that I want to go over. Principle number one that I wrote down. You got to understand the law of averages. So you get in this industry and when you start, you're in the honeymoon phase. And that's, that's not a bad place to be. That's a good place to be. Every person you recruit, you're going to think is just going to be this monster leader. You see people for what they can be. And that's a great place to be. Like I said, it's, it's awesome. It's the delusionally optimistic. I love when I work with new leaders and they're delusionally optimistic. And it's every person they recruit like, Rob, you got to talk to this person. This person is so good. This person's just going to blow up our business. This is my next million dollar earner or the next million dollar leg, right? That's going to build this business. So the law of averages. I learned that for every 20 people that I recruited, and this is talking, again, not customers. Customers is absolutely critical and important. You don't have customers, you don't have residual income. Let's just talk about distributors for a second or affiliates. I learned that for every 20 that I thought was going to be a big leader, I learned that probably, you know, one of those maybe ended up being a big leader. One! I'm not talking of 20 people I recruited. I'm talking about 20 people that I thought was going to be a big leader. Maybe it was just the wrong timing for them. 
Maybe it was the wrong company. Maybe I was just not the best fit for them leadership-wise. Maybe, 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 maybe it doesn't really matter. So the law of averages says that you're going to have to go through a lot of people to find that incredible person, that one person. I was taught in this industry when I started that successful leaders, yes, they're going to build with the masses. They're going to build with the customers, right? That's how you build a true residual solid business. And their goal, and this is from a $30 million earner, he said, my goal is to find one total animal that engages and sticks with the business a year. My mind was blown. I'm like, one, that's it? You're a $30 million earner. He said, one, that's it. And so that gives you perspective. So principle number one, the law of averages. Principle number two, you got to learn. So the beginning, of course, you'd rather just go in management mode. Of course, you'd rather just get two who get two who get their two, right? The, the stories that, you know, we, that people talk about that almost never happen, the lucky stories that absolutely kill our industry. Lucky stories kill our industries because they are not reality. They're the exception. They're the exception to the principles and the rules. Realize that, understand that. Don't kill your business with promoting lucky stories as the norm, okay? So you've gotta learn. So number two, principle number two is learn. How do you learn? If I would've just gone into management mode, I would've never learned how to do this business. I gotta present in front of more people. I gotta follow up in front of more people. I gotta invite more people. I gotta close more people, right? I've gotta talk to more customers. I gotta do all these things. I gotta get into more action. I've almost gotta fail more to succeed more. So you've got to understand the the process, right, of having success, of going through this. Now, what's working in this business? Working in this business is talking to new people. If you aren't talking to new people, you aren't working this business. So if somebody isn't getting you in front of new people, one of your new recruits, do a better job of helping them, right, to get launched. But in the meantime, you have got to go find new people to talk to. It's your business. You got to take the bull by the horns. Everyone isn't like you. And the sooner you realize that, the better. See them for their best. But at the same time, you got to make sure you're taking the bull by the horns. You got to make sure that you're making things happen. Get to principle number three. Speed of the leader, speed of the pack. What happens if you get to and you just stop recruiting and you just go into management mode? What happens? Speed of the leader, speed of the pack. If you stop recruiting, the rest of your team is going to stop recruiting. And you're gonna say, well, I don't understand why my team died. Well, you died. So of course, they're going to die. They're following you. Most people you recruit aren't gonna be quite as good as you. As Ryan said, new people. That's the lifeblood of this business. That's the heartbeat of this business. You're absolutely right, Ryan. So you got to be bringing new people and that's the energy that infuses you and infuses everybody else in this business that gets them excited. Even people that have been in the business for a year, all of a sudden, if you bring in a cluster of new people, that's new energy, that's, that's hope, that's a breath of fresh air, that's possibilities, that represents dreams. And so you got to take again the bull by the horns and you got to understand the speed of the leader, speed of the pack. If you're just in management mode, well, no wonder your team is in management mode. You gotta get out of management mode. You gotta, you gotta learn this business. You gotta go through. So I'm gonna give you guys 
really my story because we've all been in management mode, okay? I've done it. I've been in management mode. I'm going to tell you my story. So I started out in network marketing in 2008. Monster, massive, massive company. I don't know how many, there's about a million distributors. So I started out in this company and I do $45,000 in sales in three weeks part-time. Part-time. I, I had a job 45 hours a week. I had my wonderful wife and two kids. Okay, I ended up following the network marketing cliche duplication. And so now I have four kids. But at the time I had two kids. So I'm working 45 hours a week, two kids, wife. And I ended up bringing $45,000 in sales. Now most of them were all my personal recruits. Almost all of them were my personal recruits. So month two, what do I think? Well, if everybody just does what I did, or even if two or three people do what I just did. So I literally called nobody until the very end of the month. And I had a quota to meet. I hadn't done any recruiting. I had to do in, in that particular company some quota in order to be able to get paid. So I convinced my mother-in-law to come in. Literally, she came in as a favor to me. And then I, this is embarrassing, okay? I literally bought my friend's package to come in because I hadn't recruited anybody and it was the end of the month, okay? Whole other topic, I'd never buy anybody's package. It never works out. And if it does, bless you. I've never heard of it working out. It's like one in a million. So I ended up being that person that went into management mode and my business started to die. So much so that I started in August Made a lot of money. September, right? It went way down because speed of the leader, speed of the pack. My first December, I ended up making less than $400 that month. Less than $400. And in December, I was doing this full-time because I had transitioned from part-time to full-time way too soon. I had to take responsibility for that, but I transitioned from part-time to full-time. And as I transitioned in the business full-time and I made less than $400, I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry out of just like, this is pathetic. I wanted to cry just out of laughing at myself. But the example is, is I had gone into management mode. You've got to get out of management mode. You can't do that. But I learned that it's my business and I got to stop getting out of management mode. It's so much easier just to manage. It's so much easier to just call your, your organization and say, you know what? Hey, Call me if you need anything. Please, I'm here to help you. Call me, I'll help you. Like, that's not being a leader. That's not recruiting, right? And people talk about how duplication is the most important thing in this business. That's the biggest lie I've ever heard of. You want to know why? Because if you don't recruit, there's nothing to duplicate. Think about that. I'm not saying duplication isn't absolutely important, but if you don't recruit, there's nothing to duplicate. And if you stop recruiting and you don't teach people how to recruit well, guess what happens? They follow you. And that is your duplication model, is everybody in management mode. That's why all these secret sauce systems and these leaders that tell you that I only recruited one person and I made a lot of money, I'm gonna tell you why in just a second. But that's why I hate when those people tell that to the average person, because when you start out, you better be in monster massive recruit mode. And I'm sorry if you don't want to hear that. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to tell you the truth. I'm just trying to tell you the realities. And that's why those statistics that I gave at the beginning are so important because you go over those statistics and you go ask any six and seven figure earner, go ask 10 of them, 20 of them, 30 of them, 100 of them. 
however many you want, you're gonna find out that it's 95 plus percent of them ended up recruiting a ton. So here's what you gotta understand. You gotta understand that eventually, yes, you do become better. Eventually you learn how to tap root. Eventually you have this massive credibility where you can take one person. For me, I helped create almost like a new company, a rebrand, and I went in as, as a distributor, co consultant, helped this company, and I said, okay, I'm gonna go in the field. I recruited one person, one person, that's it, no, nothing else, and I turned that one person into a, over a million dollars in sales without recruiting another person. Now understand, I teach people the principle how I was able to do this. Remember, working in this business is talking to new people. I was put in front of new people because I learned how to taproot. Remember, taproot is taking one person, recruiting a circle of influence, turning them into thousands, and so I was constantly talking to new people. I had a list of 100 people I wanted to recruit. So if that person wasn't delivering and I couldn't find someone else that was good and somebody else that was good and somebody else was good, then what I ended up doing or what I would have ended up doing was talking to some of my other recruits. But my goal was is to leverage the credibility that I had created, take that one person and use that credibility so they got me in front of somebody better. See, most of the time in network marketing, it's, it's uh, do me a favor marketing, right? It's who would do you a favor. And so that person on a scale one to 10, maybe they're an eight and they recruit a seven, who recruits a six, who recruits a five, who recruits a four, who recruits a three. And eventually it's like, no wonder there's no more duplication. So eventually you create the credibility, right? That's eventually. I hate when people teach us initially, like I said. Okay, I'm sorry. I keep ranting on that. But eventually... You can leverage that credibility where you can talk with somebody and they're going to have so much confidence in your skills, in your communication, in your credibility that they're going to get you in front of somebody that's just as good as them and hopefully better. And you're going to take that person, work with them and do the same thing over and over and over again till eventually you've created such a monster, massive organization with massive leverage where you've learned to actually taproot. And so there's a transition process where you go from monster recruiter, but you need to become a monster recruiter, and you transition from monster recruiter to tap rooter. But you, it, it, it's very rare, and again, I'm not trying to be a dream crusher, it's very rare you're gonna start as a tap rooter. I don't care which industry you've been in, it's a different industry. If you're Michael Jordan, who's the greatest basketball player of all time, and you go play baseball, you suck. He was pretty good, right? But he wasn't good enough to play professional. Same thing. You could be great at sales, you could be a great teacher, you could be a great real estate agent, but it's gonna take time and the time is part of the recruiting process, right? Unless you get lucky, like we talked about early, or you're in that massive momentum, which is part of getting lucky, right? And then eventually you're gonna transition into tap rooter. And once you become great at tap rooting, I promise you it's a whole nother level of fun in this business. That's why you see a lot of these monster leaders and it's like literally, they can start all over. They can start at another company, right? Obviously that's not the goal. Hopefully they don't need to, but they can and they can start fresh from scratch and they can create a multi-million dollar business and everyone's like, how? I don't understand it. You started all over again. How did you do it? Guys, it's about learning to be a monster recruiter transition to taproot. The last bit of advice I'll give you is, this is a question I asked to about 20 different million dollar earners. 
I was speaking in Europe at the Business for Home event in Amsterdam this last April. And I think they're about $20 million earners. And I said, anyone who's, who's been in the industry for over three years and has made over a million dollars stand up. So they stand up. And I said, anybody who still has somebody active in their organization, please stay standing up that they knew before network marketing. So in other words, it's not somebody that you met through taprooting and through someone else. It's a friend of yours before you started network marketing. Stand up if you have more, or stay standing if you have more than three. I think 17 of the 20 sat down. Now, I know that's discouraging in some sense because a lot of friends and family quit. That's their own choice. You know, you can help them, you can love on them. But it's an empowering statistic because what I'm telling you is, is it's actually the art of learning to transition into becoming a taprooter. How do you become at taprooting? As you learn from these leaders, it's not about what do I do when I run out of contact because people ask me that question all the time. What do I do when I run out of contacts? Who am I going to talk to? I don't know what to say. Like I, I, That's like people's top concern when they start. But when you give them this statistic, you start teaching them that it's actually a skill set that's developed. And once you develop those skills, you learn, as I just gave you, that statistic with the million dollar earners, that they barely know anybody, like they have really good friends now, but those are people that they met after they started network marketing, which means they developed a skill set to taproot, which means they didn't get lucky. And that's the main part of my message. We need to keep communicating to people the real business, the real statistics like I read to you everything that it really takes in this business, get away from the hype and teach people, yeah, it's gonna take a lot of recruiting, but some of you are gonna take longer, right, to learn how to recruit. As I tell people, some people on average it's gonna take one year to learn how to do this business, three years to make a full-time income, five years to make a big income, seven years to make a world-class income. Some of you are gonna go much faster. Some of you are gonna take a lot longer. But if you can learn how to recruit giving the real numbers, the real just like what this business really is, I promise you, you're going to create a long-term business. Stop giving the gimmicks that get people in, the quick fixes, and you get them in because then you're doing a sales job and you wonder why you can never provide, a, why you never create a strong foundation and why everybody always quits and they're discouraged. Do a good job of giving them big dreams, but also do a good job of setting the expectations of this is what it really takes and then follow with this. This is from the book, The Influencer. Number one, everyone's asking themselves these two questions whenever you're closing, whenever you're presenting. Number one, can I do what you're doing? Can I do what you're doing? So think about that as you're going through your presentation. Think about that as you're presenting like, yes, the recruiting numbers. You got to present it in a way that you're giving people belief and hope, but doing it in an authentic, real way. Question number two, everybody is asking themselves, is it worth it? Because they may say, yeah, Matthew, yeah, Jeff, yeah, Justin, yeah, whoever, you can do it. So I can do it, but it's just not worth it to me. It's not worth it to me handle all the rejection. It's not worth it to me have my friends and family laugh at me. It's not worth it to me to lose my perceived, right, credibility. It's not worth it, whatever. So you are answering those two questions. The first question, right? Can they do it? Yeah, you can answer them. The second question becomes one of the most important things to answer. 
Is it worth it? And that's where you gotta sell that yes, it's hard, but you know what? If you're at your job five years from now, you're probably gonna be making the same amount of money. I'm not trying to say that to be rude. That's almost everybody, but you're probably gonna be making the same amount of money. So I'm not saying this is gonna be easy. This is probably gonna be the hardest thing that we do together. But I promise you it's worth it. Five years from now, let's say it takes five years to make a full-time income. Not even three years. Let's say it takes five years to make a full-time income. If it takes five years and we're sitting on the beach and we're traveling wherever we want and we're helping other people to achieve those dreams, isn't it worth it? Do you see? I didn't even say three years. I just said five years. I didn't use any hype. I actually went the other extreme. But did you see how clear I gave that vision? I start talking about some of the dreams and some of the things that we can do, some of the things that we can achieve together. You see, good leaders, they have vision. I'm not quitting. I can see this. I can do this. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this happen. I see the vision of residual income. I see the, the vision of you know being able to travel with my friends or with my family or do humanitarian or being able to do whatever it takes. You know what? That's a good leader. But you know the difference between a good leader and a great leader? Good leaders have vision. Great leaders give vision. Can you give the vision to others? Stephen Covey says that leadership is communicating to one their worth and potential so well they see it in themselves. Can you do that? Because if you're stuck in your business right now and you got the vision, you're probably a good leader. But you want to make a monstrous residual income? You have to learn to become a great leader. You've got to learn to give that vision. And that's why I gave you some, a couple of tips where I made it hard. I'm like, look, you're going to have to recruit this. The average person is this. It may even take us five years. This is going to be the hardest thing you're ever going to do. The hardest thing. But you know what? I'd rather have five years of something that, you know, is really hard of ups and downs and emotionally to be able to create those dreams that we have of traveling with our families and going and seeing every single continent and being able to help friends and family and being able to be that fun friend, be able to have that fun house that everybody wants to come and hang out at that you can just provide and help them out any way you can and be able to donate more money to humanitarian. I want to be that person. I want to do that. So give them that just clear picture. Don't wish it were easier. Wish it were better. That's something I wrote down from Og Mandino. I hope you guys found great value. Appreciate you guys. You guys can always hit turn on notifications if you want to get more lives. If you don't, that's okay. We will talk to you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star rating review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.